Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Why We Heal, the show where we are breaking down all things healing, light, and your personal progression in the light for your life. And today, I have a very special guest who's joining me, one of my personal teachers, heroes, and just an all-around incredible woman whose name is Sandra Reed. In the Mystery School, we call her Ipsissima Sandra Reed. And today she will be sharing with us a lot about her background, the things that she's seen and experienced in the world and as a teacher and on her own path of progression and healing, maybe if we're lucky. And uh, yeah, we're going to have a really great episode. So I have known Ipsissima Reed for, I think, at least over 10 years. I've been studying with you and working with you in Temple, which has been absolutely um, amazing and enlightening and mind-blowing, <laughs> really um, yeah, life-changing. So I'm really grateful for that. And uh, a little bit about her background. So Epsissima Sandra um, is actually a registered nurse who specialized in hospice and home care. Is that right? That's right. Great. And uh, loves gardening, has a really beautiful garden in Pennsylvania, which I've been to. And she loves to eat and feed us all from that beautiful, magical garden with wonderful, nourishing, magical meals. She has a wonderful um, service dog named Booth, who may uh, make an appearance if we are ever so lucky in this episode, and um, has raised two wonderful daughters, has five grandchildren, two. And a son. Huh? A daughter and a son. A daughter and a son. I'm sorry. Oh, that's right. I know that. A daughter and a son. Five grandchildren, two great grandchildren, right? And a, pool, a, a world, a valley of other children through the Modern Mystery School. <laughs> so, <laughs> And I really want to share all of this. Um, in addition to her 26 years with the Modern Mystery School in teaching Kabbalah, um, higher magic, Enochian magic, for those of you who I know, some of you out there are familiar with Enochian, um, angelic magics, uh, and all manner of other teachings, which we'll let her tell us very soon. But her background is really important because there's such a breadth of knowledge and wisdom and experience that I really want to tap into in this episode. And, um, you know, it's a rare opportunity to have someone who's lived such a full life in the light with awareness and passion and dedication to God and the light. So I just really wanted to give us uh, a good background of who Epsissima Sandra is before we dive into talking with her and letting her speak for herself, which she will do so eloquently. So thank you so much for joining us on the episode today. Thank you for inviting me. This is an honor. I appreciate it. I'm glad to have a, a few words to say to people. It's good. Yes, well, a few, maybe a few more. <laughs> So is there, before we get started, is there anything else about, you know, your background or your 26 years with the Modern Mystery School or even teaching angel, about angels before that that you want to share that, you know, is important? Um, you know, I've always, I think since the age of nine, been very um, close to God. And, um, and you know, I, I've always felt the need to the call it's like in the calling you know to to be of service to people through nursing and then later in my life um connecting with the angels and beginning to teach about them um and to um begin to bring through energy from them and help people with healing and so forth and in 
other ways besides nursing. And, um, and it's just, you know, progressed through the years. And it's been an honor for me to be able to do that and to help people in that way. And, and the mystery school has been the best vehicle out there in my, in my uh, experience because I tried other, other methods and other modalities and things before the hand. And this, this really, you know, has stayed with me. And the others could only take me so far. And the mystery school is just, you know, thousands of years of lineage and, and the well is deep. And um, there's just continue. I mean, I've, I've been with school 26 years, and I'm still learning and growing. So there's much more that you you know you don't just you know and and getting what they can bring you, and then you're done. You know, you just continue if that is your choice. It's not something you have to do. But for me, it was something that always moved me forward in my ability to help other people. Great. I agree that it's um, the way the path unfolds and you can keep expanding and growing is just beautiful. And I also haven't seen anything like it. So I'm really grateful that it exists and that we all have the opportunity to experience it. Yeah, and it, it wasn't always open and available to, to the public. And that didn't happen until 1997 when I became a part of it. So, you know, we're fortunate in these times that we have this vehicle that we can grow with and learn from and and all it's mostly it's about learning who we are um you know who am i and one of the big questions of life you know why am i here who am i where did i come from where am i going so this starts to answer some of those questions for us and and yet it's not something that we're going to have a final answer on because it's something we're always going to be learning and deepening and understanding more and more of it's um, it's an ongoing process. And even just embarking on the process is what makes life more rich and meaningful. Yes, and it brings a lot of joy, you know, in mm. the process. Because, you know, you're growing, you're evolving, you're able to do more to help other people and, and help yourself and you're understanding more and there's greater awareness. I mean, there's just so, so many blessings that come with it. And... And um, that doesn't mean that there aren't some um, obstacles along the way and challenges, because we all have that as we work through clearing away whatever is in our way, you know, emotionally, physically, um, mentally, um, you know, on all levels, um, because we all have those challenges in this world. But, you know, having the training and the initiations and all of that the mystery school offers just helps you ride through that in a much more clear and understandable and supportive way. That is a great moment to go into the meat of the show and start you off with our standard question that we get started with. And the question is, what in your perspective is healing? Mm. Wow. <clears throat> that's a big one. Mm -hmm. is Why do we need to heal in the first place? You know, I think maybe I'll start there if I know. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things that it, I think it's, it's part of understanding of who we are is that we are 
very um, spiritual beings um, coming into a physical life, a physical body. And, you know, many times people who come into this world, that's all they know, the physical. And, and yet there is so much more to us than that. We have a soul, and the soul connects us to the spirit. And, and we are so much more. And the more you understand a little bit more about yourself, the more you can connect with that. And part of the healing process is to do just that, to open up the way um, for us to connect more deeply with who and what we are and to not only understand it, but to live it. And, um, <clears throat> and it changes our perspective in life. Um, there are many opportunities um, to do that. But what happens when we come into this world as a tiny, tiny little baby, um, taking that first breath, we're breathing in. You know, that's what animates us. That's what wakes us up to being alive. And that breath is the breath of God, breathing within us, connecting us to our spiritual essence. And, and by taking that breath, every time we breathe and take a breath, we are bringing that essence in. And then we release whatever is in the way with that. And even in that whole process of breathing, there's a healing that takes place. As we are bring, breathing in the truth, the being that we are, and letting go of what is in the way of that, releasing. So it is that, that dual process. And when, when we come into this world, this world is, is not always a happy place, you know? Um, there's, if you look around you in the world today, it's, it's many, many terrible things are happening. And it's, it gets very scary for people. And there is a feeling that, <clears throat> that you know, you can, you can get lost in that and get lost in the fear and in the apprehension and the, the anxiety and all of that. And some of those kinds of things can lead to a hopelessness. And as a little baby coming into the world, you know, those who are our parents, they need healing too. You know, they haven't, they're not, they're not perfect. Nobody is, is perfect in this world. Um, we work to bring ourselves to greater perfection through understanding and not, not knowing and, and our experience. But we all have things that we are challenged with in this life. And, and you know, if we think about the world, it's, it's, it is a world of duality. It is a world that, you know, is of the dark and of the light. And the dark brings us down. It brings us into a place of apathy, a place of hopelessness, a place of ignorance, a place of just um, not being able, being stuck, feeling like we're, we're going around in circles and getting nowhere. Uh, it can lead to even you know, prep depression and, and feeling low and a hopelessness that comes with that. And, and that's not a very happy place to be. It's a very hard place. And every single one of us feels that at times, not to, you know, the nth degree, but, you know, some more than others. And, and yet, at the same time, there is light. There is that which lifts us, that which, which brings us to a place of joy, a place of peace, 
a place of feeling hope and um, awareness and understanding and helps us to let go of whatever was putting us pulling us down and and you know that whole process again is the healing that we do on a regular basis now lifting ourselves out of out of apathy out of a place where we feel like you know what's the point and and it's it's something that that we all are challenged with as i said and and yet at the same time we need help to do that you know sometimes we do uh because it's hard for us to see the forest for the trees you know it's hard to understand that um there's something else something better something more so the mystery school has offered to us many opportunities to see something more and certainly there's many other things out there in the world that help us with that and a lot of times they're very valid and very important for people because they they bring us closer to when we're ready to receive some higher teachings and but as a little tiny baby coming into the world you know some little babies come in and they have great parents lots of love lots of support and you know lots of helping them to feel good about themselves to love themselves and to love others to have that capacity and some little babies don't and because the parents didn't have it it's not their fault in that sense but they just never had that opportunity to heal themselves they are never even understood that there was something more and they suffer and of course the little child has to deal with that as well and you know that that is is something that every one of us deals with because our parents are not perfect as a parent myself and as a grandparent and a great grandparent I'm not perfect you know I sometimes make mistakes and I did make mistakes with my children growing up of course we all do but by the grace of god they grow up okay anyway you know many times <laughs> and that's that's a good thing but you know if we were all fully awake and aware and conscious and seeing ourselves as the spiritual beings that we are that would make a huge difference on the babies we bring into the world they would give them at the best start they could have but that doesn't mean that they're not going to have challenges along the way you know because they have things to learn too so but you know that's that's part of the whole healing process because what happens when we come in we forget there's this veil of forgetfulness that comes down around us and we we just because we come from spirit we are spiritual beings we are spirit spirit to begin with and then we have this soul that connects us with that spirit and um and but you know when we come into this world what do we know we only know what the world teaches us the parents teach us what the parents have learned or not learned and we know um nothing about who we are and what we are unless we're born without the veil and that's a rare situation if that happens for people and for some people the veil is a little thinner and they have a little bit more memory but as we go through initiations activations all of the trainings that we have sometimes that veil thins a little bit and we begin to see more of who and what we are and um that's that's a big you know jump start on becoming um uh, much more balanced and uh clear 
in our experience of life. And it brings greater levels of joy. And so, so those little babies coming in, they're precious. They're so beautiful. I just had my little great-grandson was just born a few weeks ago. Five oh. pounds. <laughs> He's just Congratulations. Beautiful. For Lindsay? Energy. Huh? Lindsay? No, no Allie's. That was oh, okay. My 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 daughter's middle. My daughter has three daughters, and this is the middle one. Mm. And the oldest one is now a nurse practitioner. She kind of took a little bit of my <laughs> my um, calling and made it hers. And <clears throat> and then my son has a, a a boy and a girl, and they are both in in their last years of college and and in last year of high school. So. So they are all moving along very well in their lives, too. But, you know, I hope that I've, I don't know, I'm rambling on here, but I would like to <laughs> okay. hear what you have to say about what I've said so far. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. I, it's good. Because I, I, I think that you were getting to that healing is about remembering what yes. we forget. Yes, it is. It is. And, and you know, our whole life experience is about that. Um because as I say, the veil comes down and we forget. And then we have, and then we think that all there is is just this body and this life. And, and we forget that we are three in one, a body, soul, and a spirit, all inter, interacting. And, <clears throat> and so the more we can connect with that, the more balanced and safe and calm and peaceful we feel and the more joyful. But it's not an easy task to balance with that if you've never heard of it or right. if you haven't had anyone teach you about it or, you know, there's just, I mean, nowadays it's much more apparent, I think, to people um, that we have a soul. We have soul music. We have soul food. <laughs> we have, you know, a lot to do with the soul. And, and you know, even just reading some some beautiful prose or poetry or or seeing a sunset or seeing that newborn baby and seeing the, the beautiful things in nature and the flowers and all of that it helps us to connect and the, and the music too i think i said that but helps us to connect with that soul that we are because it, it inspires us it lifts us it helps to pull us out of that low energy that we sometimes get stuck in mm. and um and that's that's what the soul does because it lifts us out of the drudgery of life, the, the dark places of life, the ignorance and all of that. And I don't mean ignorance in a negative way. I mean, ignorance is just not knowing who you are. Um, <clears throat> you know, it lifts us out of that and we feel high. We feel elated. We feel a sense of wonder and joy. And, um, and then, unfortunately, it doesn't last real long because then we go back down into the pit sometimes again when things happen in our lives that we are, un, you know, unable to manage very well. But we we all have have those experiences, those peaks and the valleys. And um, the more peaks we have, the better we feel, and that's part of the healing process as well. What would you say for someone listening who um, isn't necessarily, you know, on the path or um, has immediate access to someone to support their healing, what can they do right now if they're in that situation or, you know, want to start? Well, you know, I think the first thing is 
to learn how to be quiet. To learn how to be quiet, to calm down all of the voices that are going on in their heads, all of the negative statements, and just to become a little bit more cognizant of how they are, all that negative self-talk that they bring to themselves. You know, just starting to look at that, to look a little more deeply. You know, I think it was Socrates, an old Greek philosopher that once said, an unexamined life is a life not worth living. Well, that's pretty Mm. harsh. But it does help us to understand that we do need to examine a little bit about how our thinking is affecting our our actions and our thoughts and not only our thoughts but our our emotions and our experiences in life because our thoughts our mind is very very powerful whether we know it or not um and and it's learning how to get a a handle on that a little bit so that we can start to to feel that we have we have that choice we can shift out of a dark place and yes we may need a helping hand of course you know that that is always always offered to us in one way or another and oftentimes we reject it you know because we don't Mm. trust it or we feel that is an imposition or someone meddling or all sorts of things but it's it's something that we can we can um begin to access just by being quiet for a few minutes, you know, just by saying, stop, stop, stop this, all this negative self-talk. And to begin to, one of the, I think one of the biggest ways that I have used years and years and years ago were, were affirmations, you know, things that we create and we write for ourselves that help us to feel better about ourselves, you know. And to understand that we are all amazing beings. No matter what we think or feel, we are all amazing beings, spiritual beings in a physical body. Mm-hmm. And, and the more that we can, can um, affirm that to ourselves, the more it helps us to feel safe, loved, cared about, worthy. Worthy is a big thing. if that answered what you were asking but it does it does it's it's subtle ways that we can start to shift what's going on inside to make space for something else to arise yes yes Hmm. there has to be space for it you know we have Hmm. to give it a chance but we have to sometimes get to rock bottom before we're willing because there's resistance that comes up you know and a lot of that resistance happens when we're little children. Mm. Because, as I said, many children, and not, not you know, even in the best of homes, there's always something that is hard for a child to cope with. And children are extremely little, little, three, four, five, six years old. They're, they're, they're very vulnerable. And, and they, they have, um, if they have... A, constant um, words that are being spoken to them that put them down, that diminish them, that make them feel less 
that um, make them feel that they aren't worthy, that they can't do it good enough, they can't, and they want so much to be loved. You know, we all need love. Love is one of the four basic needs that we have besides eating and breathing and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, uh, eliminating. You know, it's, it's a very powerful, powerful uh, force that we need to feel safe in the world. And, and maybe these, these small children aren't safe. They're being abused in many ways. And, and so the, the little child will develop some kind of a coping strategy. Now, how can a little child develop a coping strategy that's going to affirm them for the rest of their lives? Well, they will do the best they can, but they don't have, you know, a whole lot of uh, experience of how to manage. And some children become very angry, very belligerent, and become behavior problems. And some of them will become very repressed and and will shut down their emotions and try to um, try to um, quiet it that way to feel somewhat safe, you know. Because if they talk back, if they say something wrong, um, they may not even be heard. Let alone whatever they say might just create more trauma for them. And and sometimes they'll they'll. Um, create resistance to anything that is being asked of them and they'll fight so a lot of time it's the fight or the flight kind of Mm. um, uh, experience that they'll bring through and and in the process they create these walls and and it limits their capacity to feel good in life to feel like they're worthy or they're able to accomplish things because they not, have not had what they need to be able to do that. Um, many children are, are, as I say, belittled or, or um, just given, given no sense of encouragement. Everything they do is wrong, um, no matter how dark are they. And they will, they will try their best to get that approval. They want love and they want approval. They want acceptance. We all need that. Yeah. And um, and sometimes the parents aren't capable of doing that because they don't have it. You know, they haven't had it either. And and um, you know, it just becomes uh, very difficult for them. And and so, however they've coped with it, becomes a certain way of life, a worldview. I call it a way yeah. that they see the world around them. And and it it. It sets up a pattern that they follow into their their grown up years, and and as a grown up uh, who wants to understand more about themselves, who wants to be able to overcome, they find themselves limited. They find themselves continually doing things to try to get approval, um, and and to try to get love. And so, you know, anything that's missing in, in the child's life that is important, that is a need, and a feel uh, that need to feel safe is a big one. Um, they will do all sorts of uh, extreme behaviors to get that met. And when so we see drugs, we see sex, we see alcohol, we see all sorts of things that um, 
that people will do to try to just block it out, you know, and work addictions as well. Yeah, all the addictions, all of that. I mean, there's just so many ways, or they'll shut down their emotions, and um, they won't be even be able capable of love and, and receiving love because they they have they have shut that down. And and that that is what happens to a lot of people in the world, and um, and the battle out of that is huge, huge, and um, and certainly they need a lot of affirmations. You know yeah. that they are okay. A lot they are okay, and that they can indeed indeed heal. And uh, you know, there's all sorts of ways of, of healing, and. Um, you know, it's whatever they gravitate to at, at any given time is what's needed for them. Mm. And when that it has run its course, then they're looking for something else, you know. And so it continues. Um, and um, all that I have worked with through the years is has, has lifted people out of those kinds of energies that have been so difficult for them and helping them to see the patterns and and to heal that wounded child, because that's a big piece of it. Mm. I know a big piece of your work is working with, um, well, we talked about it last night. It's not, I always understood it as working with the inner child and the wounded child. Um, But you were clarifying that it's not so much that, although a lot of the trauma does stem back from childhood. Very much so, yeah. And, you know, it's not until people... What happens with most of the people that I work with, um, they are wanting to move forward in their lives. They are wanting to um, become healers themselves or teachers, or they want to um, know themselves better, and they want to grow and evolve. They come to that place where they feel that um, they want to serve in some way and to bring forth their talents, their abilities. And when they have all of this um, trauma, I'll call it, from when they were young children that they've worked on and they've worked on many, many times, um, but it hasn't yet cleared, it hasn't yet freed them, that they, they will be seeking uh, ways to, to be able to, to clear that. And, um, and the, the thing that usually brings people to me is that they feel a limitation somewhere. They feel like they're stuck. Mm. They feel like they've done all this healing work. They've done all this energy work, whatever they've done. They've done, you know, initiations or whatever. And, and they still feel like there's something that's still in the way. And when we begin to explore that together, they begin to see the pattern of where it stemmed from. And we need to rescue that child because the child still sits in that energy within us. It's a part of us. And as that child is still sitting there, that child needs to come to a place where it can feel safe and loved and supported. And the only one that can bring it to them is the the person themselves. Mm. And that person themselves, in loving themselves, can indeed start to shift that energy. Mm. But, you know, most all healing is self-healing. And, and that's what I'm describing right there. But they need to be able to have something that supports that for them. 
that shows them how to do it, that enables them to receive the healing. Mm. And sometimes it takes uh, trying to move forward with something and having blockages or limitations or patterns that keep coming up or anything that is just you know, making it more and more difficult for them. They have that happening, then they're they're much more uh, open to um, to shifting that and to receiving the energy that will help them do that. You know, I'm thinking about what what else is there. You know, what's missing? What what is the piece that can make a crack and shift something within the person who is in this uh, pattern, you know, whether it's the suffering, whether it's the limitation, whether it's the inner, inner child. And what I'm thinking about is the light mm -hmm. and coming back to God and how many people are wounded by church um, or disillusioned by church and everything going on in the church or the new age, um, you know, talk about spirituality and manifestation and all coming back to really being physical when I find too that if someone can shift their awareness to the light, the idea of it, the concept of it, the existence of it, then that also can um, start to shift something in their framework that helps with what am I loving? What am I loving about myself? What about me is there to love? Because the essence of that child is the purity. It is the light. It is the spirit. It is, you know, the closeness with God. And um, yeah, I love to get your perspective on that because I know that you also, like you mentioned, you've always had a close connection with God. And I know that, you know, and you work with angels and, you know, I've learned so much from you about that. And um, I think for people it really is important to be able to come back to some connection with divinity. Very much so. Very much so. And, and even just with the soul, connecting with the soul, and through those moments of inspiration, those moments of elevation of their energy, um, it starts that process because they mm -hmm. begin to see that they are not just this physical person having these horrible things happen in their life or these blockages or things that are getting in the way. Um, but they are more, there's something more. And, and that brings a sense of hope. And, and oftentimes, you know, what will crack that open is trauma. Mm -hmm. Many times for people, they are so stuck that they have to get to a place where they're willing they're willing to allow something else to happen because they have tried everything and or everything they can think of or anything everything that they have available to them or know and and so they they need to have some kind of what would I say stimulus mm -hmm. to receive something more and sometimes it can be a word it can be a song. It can be uh, somebody being kind to them. It can be just anything that all of a sudden makes a crack in their resistance mm -hmm. and their unwillingness. And 
And when that happens, it allows that light, because the light is ever-present. It's all around us all the time. It's available, and it's free. You know, the light is free. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't take a fortune to get healed. (laughs) You know, know, so, I mean, this, as I said, this is a world of darkness and light. But, you know, the darkness, the light overcomes the dark. You know, and but they have to give it a chance. They have to want it. They have to be willing to let something in other than where their thoughts and feelings are that mm-hmm. are keeping them stuck. And sometimes it takes um, something that that just shakes them up, you know. Um, because they are so locked down in their in their misery and and they will gather to them people who are just as miserable as them because misery loves company we know that saying and and so it takes a spark a spark of light getting through the tiniest crack in their facade that will begin to give them some other perspective that they weren't willing to look at before. And, um, you know, for some people, it's very simple and easy, and they quickly do it. Other people, because they've been working at it for a long time, and little by little, you know, peeling away all the layers of darkness that they have put around themselves uh, with their negative self-talk, negative statements of, negative thoughts, all the things that they feel that they're not worth anything, they don't, they don't, they can't love themselves, you know, they can't love anything, um, that there's nothing good in the world, I mean, it goes on and on, and, and, but it takes just that little bit of seeing something or being touched, you could call it being touched by an angel, you know, you mm-hmm. could call it anything, it, you could call it just a, a, a touch of the soul, you know, awakening. It is an awakening that happens. And the awakening is when the shift begins to happen. And, and it, it is something that they can, just that little bit of light coming in, they can see, ah, oh, there is something more. There is some hope. It's, a, it's just a little fleeting thing of hope. And it, it lifts them out of some of the the dark places that they are living in. And and when that happens, there's plenty of, of um, opportunity for them to have additional help with opening that wider. And that it's like they begin to magnetize that to themselves because they are beginning to be ready to receive it. Mm-hmm. And it takes the receiving, it takes the reception because we do have free will in that sense, that uh, we have to choose it. So I say, this is a world of, of dark, and that is the default. But the light is the choice. Mm. The choice to see something more, to see something beyond the dark. And to know that by doing that, it overcomes the dark every time. Does that mean that it's once and done? It has to be done over and over again. You have to claim the light, allow the light, receive the light, and heal. I hope that answers. 
That was beautiful. I wanted to make sure you were <laughs> complete before I said anything. Mm -hmm. That alone was a great gem. If you guys might want to rewind that and listen to it again, because that was really beautiful. Um, I really liked the way you said being touched by an angel, because I have found in my experience that, you know, it, it's, I'll say it's been similar for me. There's been times when um, I've just been at the lowest and I just, you know, have a breakdown cry and I'm on my knees and I go into that prayer. I'm, you know, having prayer beyond words, right? The kind that cracks you open and it's really not even so much about what I'm saying, but it's so pure from my heart mm -hmm. that that's when something shifts. Mm -hmm. And that really taught me in my own experience about prayer and about connection. And then when I'm really communicating with angels and praying and uh, the way something shifts comes through another person, mm -hmm. which is well, also a really profound lesson that, um, you know, yes, yeah, sometimes through my own, you know, our own awareness in other ways, but there's something about the way energy moves through people. Mm -hmm. Even when we reach up, you know, we can all be agents of light and change. And um, yeah, I don't know. I think I want to talk about angels a little bit. And how we have access and... <laughs> well, you know, it's not like they're full off somewhere in some other realm, you know? Right, I mean, exactly. this is a huge um, universe that we live in um, and the galaxy and all of that. But, but they are always with us, you know? And there are many levels of angels, you know? And, and every one of them has a certain job description. They don't all do the same thing and they all don't all have the same expertise. So, you know, just like you wouldn't call a plumber if you have a broken bone, you know, you, you would call the doctor. It's similar to the angels, but we have those angels that are around us and support us in our lives all the time. And, um, and there are, of course, the archangels that have greater jobs to do, you know, in keeping us, keeping our world safe and trying to overcome the dark for people. Um, but there, there is, there is a power in that. Um, and, and that kind of description, when you're down on your knees, and you're crying out, it's like you are opening yourself to receive. It's like you have gotten to that place where you are just, you, you just don't know what else to do. And, and it is a very despairing place. And, and that reaching out gets answered. And it is answered by the nearest person, you know, who can, can respond. Um, and as I said before, it might be someone who has healing capacity or it might be someone who can just say the right words that, that can lift you and help you and point you in the right direction. It can be something in nature. It could be a music, you know, beautiful music or anything that just all of a sudden, you know, comes in and fills you with a sense of peace. And when you, you have that, I mean, it's, it's kind of like a that final feeling of despair when there is nothing else left and you reach out to something greater than yourself is when you open up the gate for the light to come in 
and the light will come in in whatever form is the best way for you to receive it at that time. And as I said, it can be from the most mundane to the most exalted. Um, and it can be from your neighbor down the street, or it could be from an animal, you know, a dog or a cat or another pet. It could be from anything that just all of a sudden starts to bring that healing, that healing light. And you feel uplifted, and you feel like there's hope. And you feel like you've been answered, you've been heard. And that's big for a lot of people because they don't feel heard. They don't feel like anything they have to say matters. So, yeah, it's it sometimes takes being in that final moment of just so much despair, so much sadness and pain. that You just reach out for something greater. And what are you reaching out for? That God within you. That power within you. Because it's within you. And you're reaching out in the best and highest way for that essence of spirit, that soul of you, that higher aspect, and all those who can support that for you to come through. And the angels are right there beside you, helping you to see it feel it, to know it. And there's nothing that can take that away from you. And so many times, you know, when that first happens, you'll start to negate it. You'll start to say, oh, you know, well, that was for the moment, but no, it's not going to change my life overnight, you know. And, and you'll start to, to pick it apart and examine it, analyze it, you know, talk yourself out of it. No, all that can happen too. But you won't forget it. Mm. And it'll still be there. And, you know, eventually you'll just say, okay, I give up. And you'll let it in. And you'll stop fighting. <laughs> it's also when we can reach a sense of empowerment in the way that it doesn't take the breakdowns to reach out. And to connect yeah, with that essence that's, inside. That's, that's the best way, you know. <laughs> but, you know, for some people, they, they are so wounded and so hurt and so much in pain that it does take that. But, you know, if you have many times, too, as you have seen others moving forward on some kind of a path or some kind of a place of feeling safe and and loved and feeling good about themselves. It's like, oh, I want that too, you know? And you start to search, how did they do it? Mm -hmm. And they begin to share. And then you know that there is hope and there is a way for you too. It's making me think about how important community is and that we may feel alone and we all go through our own things. Of course, you go to sleep alone, you wake up alone, you know, <laughs> but the experience of others really matters as well. Yeah, it's like your support system. Mm -hmm. you know, when you are working through the, the healing process, you know, in your life, 
you definitely want people around you that can support that, that can share with you their healing journey and help you to maintain a sense of, yes, this can be for me too. And, and so you, you help each other. Now, of course, as I said before, you can be with a support group that is, you know, living with you in the same misery you're in, you know, so, so and that's, they are called enablers. And, right. you know, Supporting that's your misery. Helpful. Yeah. But, you know, when you are in that process of healing, um, having others around you that are in that process of healing as well, and maybe a few steps ahead of you on the path, then you feel like there's hope. You know, they inspire you to keep going, even though it's hard, even though you're not clear on where you're going or what's happening or why things are changing the way they are or you're, who you really are or all of it. You're learning, you're understanding that there's something more and you're reaching for it. And the other people you see have reached for it also and continue to reach for it. And they have received some of the help that you're looking for. So it, it, it inspires you to continue and to know that there's better things coming. More, more can be there for you. And it gives you that incentive to want to you know, continue, to continue your healing journey, whatever way that, that journey is happening for you. And certainly in the mystery school, part of the, the big healing aspect of it is community, you know, mm -hmm. and it's like that with any kind of a group. But in the mystery school, it's, it's very much, um, it's very powerful because the, the community around you is 10 steps ahead of you sometimes or just on the same level you are. And, and it gives you something to look up to something to move towards. It gives you that light at the end of the tunnel so you can see, wow, they did it. I can do it too. And, and it gives you that incentive to keep going, keep, keep working on whatever is still in your way. That's definitely one of my favorite things about uh, the mystery school. And I say it to anyone whenever they ask is that we are all in that community and that Everyone is on the path, and so there is no limit, but there's so many examples of what is possible. And I find, too, that even looking back at the newer people who come in, you can also see how far you've come. Mm -hmm. Very much. You know, and it's really... Yeah, sometimes we forget, you know, how it used to be for us. Yeah. We're reminded when we see the new people coming in that are still struggling with stuff that we've already overcome and cleared. That's right. That's right. You're as you progress, you you know, you have a new normal and you forgot what your old normal used to be. But I also think that's really important because I think that's also where we keep compassion yes. and understanding. Compassion is and very, we can be gentle with others. Very key to healing. Being a hospice nurse for many years, you know, it's it's it you know, you, you develop a good bit of compassion in that in that process. But you know, compassion is, is important and the most the most important thing about compassion is having compassion for yourself, you know, for your own healing journey, for your, all the traumas and things you've been through, and to kind of hold yourself with that compassion. And compassion is like the first step to loving yourself. You know, if you can feel some compassion for all that you've been through and all of you've you cleared out of the way and, and that has been, you know, 
a thorn in your side for so long, um, you can begin to accept yourself as this being that is so much more, that is a beautiful, worthy, uh, loving being. And it, it helps you to not only feel good about yourself, because you love yourself first before you can love others. You know? If you don't love yourself, you're not going to be very good at loving other people. Right. And the same thing with healing, you know, you need to be able to heal yourself to help others, you know, because otherwise you can, you can only heal and work with someone else to the level that you've done it yourself, you know, so, so, but that, that whole compassion piece is extremely important, you know, for, for anyone who is working to come to a new understanding of who they are and, um, and to assist others to come to that understanding as well. Because you look at their situation and you think, oh, dear God, you know, they are really suffering and they're having a hard time. And, and it's to, I mean, and sometimes they do things that are just horrendous. And, and a piece of compassion is also forgiveness. And that's a big piece of healing. One of the biggest pieces. You know, forgiving yourself, and that is to hold yourself with compassion and love. Not that what you did was great, or what you did was good, or what you didn't do. You know, it is in many per people's minds unforgivable, or what another person has done is unforgivable. And it's not like you're saying it's okay. It's not, but you're saying that that person, yourself or another is deeply wounded, deeply troubled, and, and um, is acting out on that. And, and it gives you a sense of compassion for them, for their struggle, for their pain, because there's always pain at the bottom of it. Pain and hurt and misery at the bottom of anger. And, um, and you know, it's, it's, um, it's an important piece of both forgiveness and and compassion. This is a really key. I think it's really key because uh, <laughs> I'm just thinking about all the people. I mean, we all do things, you know, and Oftentimes when people come in and they talk about wanting to understand compassion better and be, you know, have better relationships, it's very much about the other person. And it's much more challenging to look at the things that we do in life, the ways that we've aired. And even when we can look at them to still say, I am more than that action. I am more than what I've done. You know, and I think it's also going back to what we were talking about in the beginning or what you were talking about, the conditioning that happens throughout life, which is completely different than the essence of the soul. And so I find there has to be some combination of being able to see the truth of our actions or our actions, because truth is subjective, mm -hmm. while also holding compassion 
for that reality and then also having a desire or a curiosity to or a calling even to know the difference to know that there's more to reconnect mm -hmm. you know or remember as we mentioned remember who you are mm -hmm. and also remember that it's all about learning it's all about learning and when you were acting out doing those things whatever it was it was part of the process that you were going through or anybody else was going through um, to to see at a later time to see the lesson that they learned in the process of of that experience and and you know in in the process of forgiveness of themselves it it helps to release for them and to hold themselves with compassion for they just didn't know they were ignorant yeah. they didn't understand their own pain they didn't understand the the wounding that they had and as they become bring in more as more light comes in more awareness comes in and they begin to understand something more about oh my god look at that and they begin to see I, I, I did those horrible things. And um, it starts to shift their perspective about themselves and about others that have done similar things as they. And they begin to heal, heal from all of that. And I think, you know, we've all seen movies of, of situations where people are in prison and um, have done horrendous things. And, you know, some of them get to that place of compassion, of forgiveness of themselves, and some of them don't. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, when they do, it's, they come to understand who they were. And, and it's almost, there's almost sometimes for people to disconnect. How could I have done that? I don't even know who that person was mm. because they, they begin to see themselves as something beyond that. And not that they don't negate it or deny it that they did those things, but it's like they're in a whole different place now in their understanding and knowing of themselves. It was a terrible experience to go through and it hurt many people. And, um, and you know, at the same time, they are beginning to heal from all that led to that because they just, you know, that's how they coped with life. That's how they managed to feel safe, to feel powerful, to feel in control, to do those things they did. Mm. And as you grow in the light and, and understand and open to something more, you begin to realize what, what brought that about. And and it's like you have to forgive yourself for that, whatever it was you did or didn't do. And then you can begin to to heal and to receive more of an understanding of who you are now. And to be, you know, 
whenever we've had big lessons in life and those who have brought us some kind of a grief of some kind, some kind of um, harm or hurt, um, we come to see it as something in a way to be grateful for. Mm because it has helped us to see something more about ourselves in the process. And when you have been able to thank that person, not, not in words and in going up to them saying, thank you very much, I forgive you and all that, because that sometimes falls on deaf ears, but to, in your own um, journey, in your own way of talking out, you know, in your own journals or your own um, talking about what is, you know, what has been troubling you in your life, what has been hurtful to you and all that. You, you, are, you are that place where, where you, you realize how that very thing has shifted you has made you see and move beyond the hurt, the pain, whatever it is that happened, and to come to a sense of peace about it. Not that that person who did that or whatever they did is, is excused for that kind of behavior, but you no longer hold them with all the anger and pain and hurt within yourself. And that's what you're releasing. You're healing yourself from that abuse and harm and whatever. Mm. And that's a hard thing to do, you know, because you want to blame. You want to judge. You want vengeance. You want to hit back. And um, when you can begin to see where that leads, if you would do those things, you realize that you know, letting it go, that's forgiveness. Letting it go is not so much for the person that was the perpetrator, but for yourself. Right. For yourself. Because you are now affirming that you are okay now. And you're not going to carry that anymore because it's a huge burden to carry all that anger and hatred and fear and all of that, all those energies. It's a huge burden. And you feel when you are finally able to see, to see, you know, how it is something that is giving you the opportunity to heal, to change, to shift to come to a new understanding of yourself and to affirm for yourself that you are a beautiful, worthy, loving person connected now to your spirit, to your soul. And it gives you that feeling of freedom, freedom, release, and peace. It's a final peace that comes as you let that go. And if the other person is still roiling in it, you know, so be it. But you are no longer doing that. You see? 
And that's, that's important. That's part of the whole healing process. Coming to a place of peace and wholeness and being okay with yourself. Not that the whole situation was okay. It never will be or never was. But it was part of your journey in learning. And remember, too, anything that we heal, that we really overcome and come to peace with, is not just helping ourselves, but it affects other people, too. You know, we are not, you know, single islands out here. And the more you heal from something like that, the more you come to a place of peace and balance within yourself where you can move forward, the more it shifts the consciousness of humanity. So you're healing on a lot of levels. And it takes a huge amount of learning, understanding, and wisdom to heal on that kind of level to overcome the hatred, the anger, the fear, all of it. And in the end, we can find um, safety. What did you say? Safety, control, and I was holding, oh, power. We can find that within ourselves. You find that and within. connection. You can find that connection. And it's not something that you manufacture. It's not something that you try to have. It's a natural um, thing that happens when you come to that place of peace. Because you are connecting with your soul and spirit, that godliness within you. And when you're connecting with that fully, as you do in those kinds of experiences. That's where your power comes from. That's where your sense of, of wholeness comes from. It's that God essence within you. And so in that sense, you called out to God, and God answers within, from within you. And the angels are supporting that all the way. That was a beautiful weave. Hmm? It was a beautiful weave ah. from the beginning in talking about the process of birth and coming through the veil of forgetfulness and all the experiences that we go through as children to the expression of it in, in later life, you know, and through trauma and anger and acting out and all those things to what healing really is, which is that self-forgiveness and coming to compassion and inner peace. And when we do that, we're not only healing ourselves, but we're healing the world. Yeah. So if you guys missed that weave, you may want to watch this again because it was very subtle, but it was a really intricate lattice that was laid out for us during this episode, just so you know. <laughs> um, and I think we touched most of the things, but I think this is also a very organic uh, way that it all came out. Is there anything else that you feel compelled that you want to share with our viewers, listeners? Just a reminder that we always have choice. 
we always have choice. Um, and, <clears throat> and sometimes we don't see that. You know, we see, we see only the black hole that we're stuck in. And, um, and the more we are willing, the willingness to climb out of that hole, to reach for something more, the more it opens up to us. And walking the path in the mystery school, of course, is a very powerful way to do that. But it's not the only way. But it's the best way that I know. Me too. And it has worked amazingly for my life and for the lives of so many people. And whether you walk it for a year, six months, three years, five years, or 26 years, <laughs> you know, it is an amazing opportunity for people to heal on a deep, deep level. And, and to have the community and the support while you're doing it. And the joy. Because it's not just about the shadow work, you know, it's about the light work. And we have joy in, in between mm -hmm. the healing yeah. and with the healing. Yeah. With every victory you have, there is joy. <laughs> There's mm -hmm. celebration. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's see. All right. Well, I think it comes about to the end. As I mentioned, you know, I think it was a really beautiful weave that we went through. I know I'm going to listen back to it <laughs> more casually. And I hope that you guys really got a lot out of this episode and maybe saw something in yourself and saw something in the people that you know, the world around you where you can find more compassion for yourself and for the world and a way to forgive yourself and to have those micro moments of healing, whether it's breathing in the breath of God and releasing the pain and the trauma, or um, what was the other one that we talked about? Uh, cracking open and letting light in. I forget exactly. Do you remember the second way that we can heal now? Just, just Affirmations. Hmm? Affirmations. Affirmations. And the willingness. And the willingness. willingness. to shift, to change. That's right. The willingness to shift and change. And then, you know, maybe you'll be touched by an angel or, you know, graced by there's the... There's no maybe about it. <laughs> okay. There's no maybe about it. You'll be touched by are, an angel. You are always being touched by angels, you know, even though That's you true. don't believe it or see it. You know, they're always around us, supporting us and guiding us and helping us. That's true. So don't forget that. Uh, yeah. And of course, you know, if you are interested in healing, um, if Sissima Sandra, if you are in the lineage, uh, does a really beautiful, powerful Mel Melchizedek healing that you are welcome to um, explore, right? Mm -hmm. Potentially. You can message me about that. <laughs> um, and if not, you know, there's many practitioners around the world with Modern Mystery School. Many. And so many healing modalities that are are you know being given down handed down to the teachers and healers in the in the mystery school who have trained from for a long time to be able to bring those to people so there's lots of ways that that you know things that are open to everyone that's right that's right that's right there's more opportunities for healing now than ever before i know i'm excited for um, part two of king solomon healing modality and 
you know, really anchoring that light and that potential for healing in the South. It's been really, um, I'm grateful to be able to do it. And gratitude. So thank you. Gratitude's a very big piece of this. Mm. We didn't mention that, but it is. We can mention it right now. Gratitude. Gratitude. I, an important key for healing and for life. And then I, I did talk about it a little bit when I was talking about being thanking, thanking, you know, being thankful for the experiences that we've gone through that have shifted us and helped us to see something more. And that, that whole gratitude piece is, is part of that, which brings through the joy, you know, which awakens us to be able to receive so much more. Just being thankful. Well, I'm thankful for you, for your life, <laughs> and for you. your Thank you for, gifts and for, for this moment. Thank you for doing this work, and it's, it's a powerful work that you're doing. Yeah. Mm. And I'm glad to be a little part of it today. Thank you. It was perfect. I'm, I'm, yes, it was wonderful. And thank you all for joining and watching. And I hope that you um, leave comments and let me know what you'd like to see, what you'd like to hear, if you have any questions and things that come up for you so that we can address them on future episodes. And of course, uh, don't forget to like and subscribe to the show, to the channel, to the, I don't know, wherever you're watching this, looking at it and follow along because there's so much more. There's no limit to healing and there's no limit to you and what you can do with your life. Yeah. Till next time. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, there he is.